Welcome to the Heal Podcast with your host, Sam Calwart. As a breathwork teacher and mentor, I'm here to empower your healing journey at all levels, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Discover your own inner healer with my weekly teachings and resources to inspire your own journey. So let's begin by grounding our energy, breathing in through the nose, letting it go. One more big breath in and sigh it out. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Heal Podcast. Last night I hosted a really powerful, super full moon breathwork session in person. And I talked a lot about what it really means to let go and surrender within that class. And I always give a small teaching before we go into the breathwork so that you can just inquire within on a deeper level and really begin to bring awareness towards certain areas in your life that maybe have been unseen or have been tucked away or just simply not in your awareness. And so we can use different intention setting and meditations and journaling prompts to begin to explore our inner state and to begin to connect the dots as to where we still need to heal and grow. And so as I was teaching on this topic of letting go, it really resonated with me so deeply because when I teach this material and when I go into different topics, I am applying these lessons to my own life as well. And I'm really inquiring within. And what I've noticed becoming a parent is that your mind is pulled into a million different directions along with your energy and along with your body. And so it has become a whole new ball game to manage myself, my health, my well-being, take care of a little human, take care of my family, my home, and then on the side, really show up as the teacher that I want to be for my community, both here in Grand Rapids and online for my virtual breathers. And so I have really been focusing and drawing my attention on where I can release certain expectations or certain demands that I have put on myself about what it means to be a mother, to be a wife, to be a teacher, to step into these roles and to not feel overly bombarded or overly stressed out, right? Because it's really easy to do so. So focusing within my own inner state and where I can release not only those those pressures that I put upon myself, but then the pressures that I feel from others. And if you're in the online sphere and you're an entrepreneur in some capacity, you know how much work and how demanding it can be to show up on a consistent basis. And with your clients... A lot of times with instant messaging now on Facebook, on Instagram, a lot of people treat it like a text message. And I have all of my notifications turned off. I recommend you do the same uh, because it's really freeing to check in when you want to check in. But it is just another avenue where your attention can get pulled and you can become easily drained. And so What letting go really means to me is a radical acceptance of the present moment 
And I use the breath to bring me back into my body, bring me back into a grounded state of being when I am feeling scattered and all over the place. And I do this by simply breathing in through the nose and then releasing through an open and relaxed jaw. Extending the exhale. And then I'll do a few rounds of that for three to five minutes in a row. I've been really enjoying this on my walks. So I'll take Eastwood, my son, for a walk every morning in the country. And I have beautiful fields around me and big oak trees and woods. And so as I'm walking, breathing in and taking in that sunshine, I'm typically listening to a walking meditation track. And this allows me to get in my morning practice practice while being a mom. You can do it all. You just have to make it a priority in your life, right? So having that morning practice for me is a non-negotiable because it allows me to show up as the leader that I want to be for my family and for my community. Because if we're not taking care of ourselves, then our inner state, that is our foundation, right? And so that crumbles and we're left completely burnt out. And then everything else within our life just feels like an uphill battle. And then of course, the health of our physical body deteriorates and we have imbalances and it's no good. So if you have lost your morning practice, I recommend that you commit to it for the next week of meditating three, five, 10 minutes breath work, adding some breath work in, going for a walking meditation, whatever you can do to just find that state of groundedness and presence, right? So letting go of all the future anxieties and worries and demands of life and coming back to the stillness of this very moment. And it's so empowering to do so, to stop the inner struggle and inner fight and simply surrender Simply allow a flow of life to just move through you because we are constantly ebbing and flowing with the demands of life. And that is ever-changing, ever-evolving. But if we can come back to ourselves and to a moment of stillness, that can be really empowering. And I have many people say, I can't find stillness within. My mind is too busy. Or it's too difficult for me to meditate or to just quiet the mind. Well, to that I say it is nearly impossible to completely quiet your mind. You are meant to have a ego. Sometimes we just need to quiet the ego instead of the ego running us and running our mind, right? So I recommend listening to a guided meditation because of that. And I've spoke about this in the past. I myself really enjoy guided meditations. It allows me to have a voice to follow and a point of contact to direct my focus. I then am able to add in the breath because a lot of meditations don't include breath um, throughout. Some do, but I include the breath practice of, again, breathing through my nose, exhaling through an open, relaxed jaw, and then also placing my hands if I'm sitting or laying down on my body. I uploaded on Instagram this week, if you're not following me there, do so, um, a reel about how placing your hands over your heart actually releases oxytocin, the feel-good hormone 
And this also negates cortisol, the stress hormone. So simply placing your hands on your heart, what a simple practice that is. And it is the equivalent to receiving a hug. So that is a really great practice to just ground into the body, to find the present moment, and to allow the mind for even a few moments just to let go. And maybe there's so many thoughts that you still feel there's a lot of busyness. That is okay. Simply observe those thoughts and let them pass. So you just become the observer of the mind. And as you do this, you'll feel a different awareness with the body, a different connection to the mind than you do when you're in your daily tasks. You'll feel a shift. And that small shift is progress. And it is called a meditation and a breathwork practice for a reason because it does take practice. But over time, the beautiful thing is that you begin to crave this time of stillness and reconnection. And instead of it feeling like a struggle or feeling scary, you look forward to it in your day and you make sure that you carve out space within your calendar, within your schedule to make it happen daily, weekly, monthly. And I recommend having a daily practice of at least five to 10 minutes. I believe that we all can make five to 10 minutes of our own healing and reconnection a priority. And then for a longer journey to really clear away stagnant energy and to clear away pent up emotions, emotions that are either ours or sometimes we're just holding on to emotions from others and we don't even realize it. If you are empathic, you likely know this about yourself, that you do this, you harbor the emotions and energies of others. So in order to release that, we can go into a full breathwork journey And that is anywhere between 40 to 60 minutes. I guide those both, again, in person and online. And this is a really beautiful way for you just to have not only that time of connecting back to your inner wisdom, but also letting go, letting go of all of those demands, those shoulds, the busyness of the mind, and finding that peace within. We all have this sense of peace. That is the soul's true nature, this sense of joy and expansiveness. It likely has just been buried under weeks, months, years of either emotional wounding or energetic walls for protection or a lot of, again, those demands and that busyness, feeling as though we're being pulled in a million different directions. And now becoming a parent, I totally get it. It feels difficult to get it all in in your day. And it will never be perfect. And that's okay too, right? So that's where we have to, again, let go of that inner criticism or inner judgment that we have on how things should look. It's really easy to look at online influencers, for example, maybe they're in their 20s and they're single and they have all the time in the world. And they're living the seemingly perfect life. Or maybe it's even another mother who is seeming to get it all done. And then we judge ourselves as mothers or as parents. I have absolutely been there. But the awareness towards that inner judgment, it's catching that reaction, that thought in the moment, 
and then rewriting that story. That is how over time we change and transform toxic beliefs and thoughts into a more accepted way of being. And by doing so, we are empowering ourselves, empowering our journey, right? Taking that power back and knowing that we are worthy, we are enough. And I also want to note that many of us have a deep fear of letting go because of the unknown. The unknown can feel really scary. It can feel unsafe. We aren't able to predict the unknown, right? A lot of times this fear is rooted from our childhood, this fear of letting go of control, because if we felt as though our environment was out of our control in our childhood, anywhere from zero to 14, we're in that egocentric state of consciousness, believing everything that's happening around us is happening because of us. And if that felt unsafe, then we used control, whether it was control of our own bodies or manipulation around our siblings or taking control of relationships within our adolescence, our friends group, our partnerships. We use that sense of control to create safety within ourselves and within our environment. So that's where the inner child work comes in. And that healing is so foundational within this journey. And it's why I often will go into an inner child healing breathwork journey and guide that for breathers. Every few months we touch on that topic because breathwork and inner child work go hand in hand. They are a organic area to explore during those deepened journeys of self-discovery as emotions arise, as old traumas arise, as you begin to let go of all those past experiences and those memories that you didn't even realize you've been holding on to so tightly within the emotional and energetic body, within the limbic brain, the feeling brain. And I heard something this week from Dr. Joe Dispenza about how it is so common for people to fear the unknown, but we can create a more safe path for the unknown by mentally rehearsing our future. And I do this almost daily. I'm a huge advocate of mentally rehearsing how you want to feel in the future as though you have whatever that intention or desire is right now in this moment, whether that's abundance, whole health and healing, whether it's a feeling of being deeply in love, feeling that right now in the moment. And as you do that, you begin to feel really safe in the unknown and in the future because you feel that you are co-creating it and you actually are co-creating it. I shared last week how I have manifested my dream home in the middle of nature. We built this home as a custom home and we were able to design the entire layout and our personal touch is in each and every room and to be able to co-create something so tangible as a home that you have seen in your mind's eye 
For so long, you have been thinking about it and planning it out within your mind for so long to see it unfold within months. It took a less than a year to build this home. That was really magical. And so now I'm doing the same. It's the same process that I've done around my healing of Lyme and around my career and around becoming the mother I want to be, having the home I want to have. We are able to truly co-create by letting go of that past version of us and releasing the fear that we have around it, around what it means to let go of control. And instead, trusting that everything is working out in your favor and by trusting that sense of trust, not only in yourself, but in this higher power that is guiding your life, because there is a higher power guiding your life. When we trust that, that we are held deeply, we are able to release our need to fixate on the small details and the how and the why And to be able to release that control of having to do it all, that is incredibly freeing. It is like a huge load off your back. So I encourage you this week, can you practice letting go? Can you practice releasing your hold or your grip on life just a little bit? Maybe right away a certain emotion or a toxic belief or a person, a relationship comes to mind that you're ready to either let go of or you're ready to forgive. If we can open ourselves even a little bit, just going beyond our comfort zone into the unknown, practicing that mental rehearsal, practicing what it means to be comfortable just releasing all of our expectations and outcomes and also finding the present moment again and again and again, using our breath as that tool, as that anchor to pull you back. That is such an empowering tool and way of being. You are guided through life, feeling safe, feeling connected, when you continuously practice being in this state of sweet surrender. I'm going to leave you with a poem that I closed my last breathwork session with that I think is so relevant to this topic and this message and what it means to let go. I was the type of person that held on to things too tight, unable to release my grip when it no longer felt right. And although it gave me blisters and my fingers would ache, I always thought that holding on was worth the pain it takes. I used to think in losing things, I'd lose part of me too, that slowly I'd become someone my heart no longer knew. Then one day something happened. I dropped what I had once held dear, but my soul became much lighter instead of filled with fear. And it taught my heart that some things aren't meant to last for long. They arrive to teach you lessons and then continue on. You don't have to cling to people who no longer make you smile or do something you've come to hate if it isn't worth your while. That sometimes the thing you're fighting for isn't worth the cost. And not everything you ever lose is bound to be a loss.
So with that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I look forward to being back with you here very soon. If you were inspired from what you discovered on today's podcast, please rate, review, and share this episode on social media by tagging me at Sam Callowart. You can head to the show notes for all the resources mentioned in this episode and know that I am so thankful you have joined me on this journey of healing and growth.